Some of you, you have hobbies, you have things that you love to do, but you've never actually thought this could be your next career. And I'm telling you, it can. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Today on the show, we're going to talk to Nicole Burke. Nicole took a passion, a hobby, and turned it into a seven-figure coaching and consulting business. You're going to hear her story about how she started out just making a, a little garden in the backyard and now is a published author and has certified consultants all over the world. If you have ever thought, I should coach people, if there is something in your life that you love to do and you're pretty darn good at it and you love helping other people figure it out, it could be your next career. If you have ever had an idea for this podcast, if you think there's something Business Made Simple could be doing differently on this podcast, something that would give you even more value, let us know. We are always dreaming up ways to make this podcast more valuable for you. So you can do that by taking our new survey. It is at businessmadesimple.com slash survey. When you go to businessmadesimple.com slash survey, you answer some questions. We take your incredibly valuable feedback. We metabolize it and we change the podcast to serve your needs even better. And listen, if you do it by Friday, September 15th, you're going to be automatically entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card. That's $50 on Amazon. Take the survey at businessmadesimple.com slash survey. And thank you, thank you, thank you for making the Business Made Simple podcast even better. This summer, we have a crazy thought that marketers, salespeople, entrepreneurs, should spend less time sitting at their desks and more time soaking up the sun. Let me explain. It starts with bringing AI-powered tools like HubSpot CRM into our workflows. The latest research says that employees who use AI are already cutting time spent on manual tasks like pulling reports or summarizing data in half from five to two and a half hours a day. That's almost four weeks a year. Incredible. HubSpot's AI-powered tools can help you work smarter, not harder, by streamlining how you do business, from research and strategy to content creation and optimization. ChatSpot and Content Assistant are baked right into your HubSpot CRM, so you can whip up reports, get copy inspiration, pull data summaries, and much more with just a simple chat command. Tap into HubSpot to stop staring at your screen and start enjoying your summer PTO. Learn more and get started today at HubSpot.com. Nicole, it is so great to be with you today. Thank you so much. This is going to be the most fun conversation. I can't wait. Well, I think there are a lot of people who are going to be very interested in this conversation because there are so many people who are interested in cooking or gardening or you name it, organizing closets or whatever. They're just good at stuff. But they would have never dreamed of turning it into an actual coaching business or for your sake, a successful business and building a little personal platform around it. Will you tell everybody what you got interested in? And later, we're going to talk about how you actually started making money doing it. What do you do? Yes. Yeah, so I own Gardenary. The word means gardening is ordinary. It's just like a <laughs> phrase I made up. So our mission is uh, to make gardening ordinary again, to get people like you and all your listeners out in the garden just a little bit during the day as part of their everyday life. This passion started really as just a personal journey of my own. I have a uh, background in math and accounting. 
but I actually lived and worked overseas in philanthropy for about two years, came back to the U.S., and I worked for um, a philanthropy-based business in Philadelphia, both like present and then remote. So I have four kids. I had them in a span of four and a half years. Wow. So as as you can imagine, it's a little, it was just a little bit chaotic at my house during that time period. And my career kind of came to a halt, a screeching halt, you should you could say. Uh, I was still doing a little bit of work by contract for that philanthropic business, but I was mostly a mom. And I love being a mom. I I am so thankful for that privilege and honor. But honestly, Donald, like as that whole change in my life happened, I was a little lost uh, because I still had lots of professional goals and I really enjoy career. I really enjoy working outside of the home. Yeah. And so I was a little lost and was just, you know, doing diapers and, you know, burning grilled cheese, that kind of thing every single day. And when we lived in Nashville, actually about 10 years ago, my oldest daughter at the time, she was four and she looked at me and she said, mommy, when are we going to start our garden? And, you know, at the time, I barely had time to like brush my teeth. So I'm like, uh, the last thing I'm going to do is start a garden, you know. But we did that summer. It was the summer of 2011. And we started our first backyard garden. And we made all the mistakes you can make. But that little moment of sanity to just step outside of my house with the laundry and the food, all those things, and bring a little something back inside and put it on the table for dinner it literally just gave me a little piece of my life back. And it was just this little moment of sanity that I could get every day in the garden. Now, were you interested in gardening before that? Did you did you do much gardening or is this your, that was your the first garden you'd ever planted? That was the first garden. So no, I, I was not a gardener. And so it really was, it was just a, an attempt to kind of get some sanity when I was home. I always tell this to my clients, you know, the garden is like your getaway when you can't get away. I was looking for somewhere to go, you know, but I I needed it to be right there where all my preschoolers were taking naps. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you fell in love with it enough to turn it into a business. And I want to get that. I want to get to there in a minute. But I want to know how you went from I started a garden to I feel confident enough to charge people money to teach them how to garden. I will say, just to let the audience know, we are a client. You actually have come and helped Betsy set up her kitchen garden. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, If you follow Betsy on Instagram, you'll see a lot of that. I think we had four or five adults and like six kids in the garden last night pulling carrots out of the ground. Everybody was just so excited. And not only that, we're eating really, really well. But it's it's been pretty incredible. But I think there's a lot of people listening who would say, well, you know, I'm really good at making these little bracelets and, you know, but who am I to actually sell them or, or do classes to teach other people to do them? Or there are artists listening who consider themselves amateur painters and they wouldn't say, well, I'm, you know, I want to charge for my work. I want to charge to do classes. I want to know, were you insecure about any of that? And then what happened to make you say, no, I think I actually want to turn this into a business. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think so many of us hold back from starting a business, from becoming a, a teacher or even providing a service from someone because we're we're in this society that's around regulations and certifications, right? And those things yeah. are definitely necessary for like a medical doctor, right? Or like my husband is a, 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 he has a PhD in organic chemistry, right? Like he makes drugs for cancer patients. But then there is like literally, I would say probably 90% of the other things in the world 
that are really better done by people who are, I would, I would say it for myself, addicted to learning. So a person who loves the learning process, who enjoys it, who dedicates themselves to it, and who is a really big student of the art of whatever it is, like you mentioned, organizing closets or you know, we had a guy come by in our neighborhood. To, they want to fix the floor of our garage, you know, so it could be anything. If you literally discipline yourself, you know, and put yourself under the study of that art. So in the world of gardening, there are places I cannot touch as an unqualified or uncertified, you know, landscaper. Like I could not have drawn up the designs for your yard, for instance, right? Um, because those were done by a landscape architect. But then there's all these other things in the garden that probably like a landscape architect or a landscape designer, they don't even care about and they don't actually even know about. And so for me, our, my journey was fail, fail, fail. <laughs> but in there, enough wins that got me obsessed with it. So our my husband's work actually moved us to Houston. My husband worked at MD Anderson. So he's a researcher. So he started reading a lot of literature about how to make the garden work in Houston. We built raised beds. We started with awesome soil. That fall, we grew lettuces. My friend in Houston gave us all these lettuce seeds. And that was literally like that was a moment where I was like, I am good at this because we started picking lettuce in October of 2013. And Donald, I'm not exaggerating when I say we had a salad a day from October and March. Wow. And so at that point, I was not thinking about a business. I was literally just relishing in the joy of the success. But also probably starting to feel very confident. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was going to say for your listeners, if they have this hobby, this one thing that they really, really love, that to me is the first clue to success is you've already become a salesman for it before you have anything to sell right? We're like, you're talking about it at dinner parties. You're telling your neighbors about it. There's just this impulse in you to share it. You're not trying to sell it, but in some way you believe in it so much that you can't stop sharing about it. And you want people to participate and you want people to experience the joy that you've experienced doing it, I would imagine. Okay. So from there, you're, you're very passionate about it. You're also getting results. I mean, you're putting seeds in the ground, you're eating from those seeds for months. Like when you actually put seeds in the ground and you're getting all of this lettuce, you know, there's nothing that builds confidence like results, just nothing that builds confidence like results. And I just don't think, Nicole, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I don't think you can look at yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself and get confidence. I actually think you have to go out and, and get some wins, some actual wins in order to do that, getting from there from, okay, I know what I'm doing. Was the next phase free consulting? Let me, you know, just going over and helping some friends who were trying to do the same thing. Yeah. So I actually, I was, I was thinking about that. I don't think I did. I mean, I was in this season of just simply like evangelizing the garden, you know, just talking about it. And then I hit a season. It was the, I had homeschooled my kids for a short period and I like waved the white flag. I was like, ah, you know, I'm 30, I turned 36 and it was like this light bulb moment of like, if I've got career dreams, I'm not going to live forever. Like I should go for them. And so I, I put my kids in school that fall. And that summer I started thinking like, how can I get myself back into a career? You know, how can I re-engage myself in the professional world? And I was kind of on the hook. We put two of my kids in private school to readjust them to the school system. 
So I was kind of on the hook for like $18,000. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> you needed money. <laughs> I needed money, literally. Like I didn't, I didn't do this as like a hobby job. Like this was to make money. I needed to make real money. I needed to make $18,000. And I did not have much money to start with. Like I had a preschool refund check of $450. And that's the only money I had, only seed money I had to start the business. So that fall, I, I started the business. I called it Rooted Garden at the time. And it was in Houston. And I did right from the start, like my first introductory email, I did offer consultations. Now, you could probably call them free. Um, I charged $25 for them. So (laughs) (laughs) to me, honestly, $25 felt like a big ask. Like I was embarrassed, honestly, to to ask that price. But that was the the first price. And then probably by January, I moved the price up to $100 for a consultation. Well, one of the things that we recommend if you want to start a coaching business of any kind is that the first thing you do, even before you come up with the name of your business or you get your Instagram account, the first thing you actually do, because it's a bit of a litmus test to see whether or not you're going to be good at this. The first thing we want you to do is come up with a menu of products. That is, what are you actually, if, you know, if you're going to go into business, what are you going to sell? And so I love that the, the the consult was 25 bucks, went to 100 bucks. Let me dive into what is a consult? Is this where you're talking to somebody on the phone or are you driving over there and looking at their backyard? How involved is this consult? Yes. Yeah, so now it's virtual. Now we offer them all around the country. But at the time it was it was local. It was just in Houston. I got in my minivan, drove over to their home. It was an hour long consultation. I meet with the, the client. We measure out their space. We look at the sun. I give them my recommendation for where to put the garden. Gardeneries stick. Like our thing is raised bed kitchen gardens. Like what you have that I get to work on with Betsy, that's my thing. So raised beds, trellises, beautiful kitchen garden setups. You know, there were people at the beginning where I really hadn't branded myself yet that would ask me, now come look at this oak tree, you know? And I was like, no, no, that's not my specialty. So that's another tip I would give to your listeners is to get very niche right? So like in your specialty, whatever your hobby is, like let's say your hobby is crocheting or something like that, go as niche in that field as you can, especially for the beginning. You don't have to stay there forever. But I would say like a secret to my success was that I went all in just on raised bed kitchen gardens. So if you weren't interested in a raised bed kitchen garden, you shouldn't call me. And Donald, what that allowed me to do, even within my first year of business, I was in landscapes that were managed by the top landscape firms in Houston. And the client would give me, you know, 100 square feet or 500 square feet in this like $5 million estate. I was side by side with like the owners of the top three to five landscaping firms in Houston. And I was a nobody like I'm like four months old in my business, really five months old in my business. And I'm working in Johnny Caraba's estate, Caraba's restaurant. So I'm in his house meeting him because the landscaping company at the time doesn't want to do his kitchen garden. So they bring me in and let me do that simply because I went super niche. And so I wasn't really seen as a competitor to them. Yeah. And was that part of your success was these four or five landscaping companies, you got in with them. And of course, they have 100 clients, right? I would have loved it if that was the case, Um, but it wasn't. That was a very small part. But actually, the way I met this landscaper 
And I would say this for your for all your audience, you want to find a small group, an already started group, like a community group to grow from. So for me, what happened is my first email blast went to everybody that was in my contact list, okay? And most of that was like homeschooling moms, people from my church, people from my neighborhood. But there were two women who I would say lived in some of the more affluent neighborhoods in Houston. And they were like, one of them was my friend and one of them was a friend of that friend, okay? She forwarded that email to like three of her friends. So all of you, everybody here listening, send an email and make it very shareable, okay? Your introductory email should be very shareable. Beautiful image, tell your story, make it shareable. So she sends this to three people. One of those people was my first stranger on the internet to order my $25 consultation, okay? So she just comes onto my website, orders the orders the consult. She says, Nicole, can't wait to meet you. I've been wanting to have a garden for my kids all my life, but I don't have a green thumb. So I go to her house. Donald, three of her friends are exiting the house as I arrive for the consultation. And I'm holding a tub of lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> and they had questions. Yes. I'm holding this tub of just harvested lettuce because I wanted Jenny, my new client, to taste the difference. And these three women are exiting the home. And Jenny says, oh, Nicole, you got to meet Ann and Stacy and Julie. This is what Nicole does. I'm so excited about her business. And they all say at the same time, do you have a card? Right. So I run to my car, <laughs> grab my cards, hand it out. And those were my first four clients. Wow. Yes. I had never met any of them before. You know, they were not in my friend group. They were not in any group I would have ever been in any circle I would be in. And I can literally, Donald, say so my first year, my company grossed like 135000 That's a, That's actually amazing. I mean, that's amazing for your first year. I know. And I started with $450. And uh, I can trace, literally, I drew this out in my first year because I, I couldn't believe what was happening. But I can tie every dollar in my first year to that moment at Jenny's doorstep. Wow. And so, I mean, word of mouth, relationship building, going through the effort of yes. showing up, giving people a sample. There's so many little business lessons in here. Entrepreneurs on Fire, hosted by my friend John Lee Dumas, is available now on the HubSpot Podcast Network. I love John Lee Dumas. I love him as a person. I love him as a thought leader. I love him as just an entertaining personality in the business space. Entrepreneurs on Fire stokes inspiration and shares strategies to fire up your entrepreneurial journey and create the life you've always dreamed of. If you like fast-paced and packed-with-value stories, this is the show for you. In fact, check out this recent episode called How to Build a Multi-Million Dollar Business in Less Than a Year by Raising Money from Influential Investors. On that episode, John Lee Dumas talks with Lisa Odenweller, founder and CEO of Chroma Wellness, who breaks down how to craft a vision and mission that won't get lost in the day-to-day -day operation of your business, as well as how you can transform everyday customers into advocates who willingly spread the word of your brand to their friends. Listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire wherever you get podcasts. You're going to love it. So many small business owners dream about selling their small business, but they don't know where to start. You know it's worth something, but what is it really worth? So who can you trust in that space? I have partnered with my friend Michael Arietta at Garden City. This is a private equity firm out of Atlanta, Georgia. 
Mike has bought dozens and dozens of small businesses. They keep them, by the way. They don't flip them. And I love that because he's just committed to creating a great place to work for all of your employees. But the bottom line is, if you're saying, I don't know what this thing is worth. I don't know if I can even sell it. Mike is the first guy that you want to talk to. You can go to sellyoursmallbusiness.com right now. You fill out a form and then Mike's team will get in touch with you. But just that conversation, just that conversation is going to give you a much better picture, a much clearer picture of what you're actually looking at in terms of how much your small business is worth. So go to sellyoursmallbusiness.com, sellyoursmallbusiness.com. It is a great place to start if you are thinking about selling your small business. And now back to the show. I, I do want to point out that you have blown up on social media. And so I want to know what was your, how did you get into the marketing of this business? Well, actually, let me back up. I didn't finish. Do you feel like now you have a fully developed menu of products, if you will? And what are some of those products? Okay. So I would say the first two things to offer when you're going from hobby to business, coaching's the easiest because coaching, you don't need any equipment. You don't have any certifications, you literally just walk in there and tell someone what to do, right? right. <laughs> you don't even have to bring notes. You could say like, have a notebook, take your own notes. I'm about to talk to you for an hour, you know? And anything that you know how to do, that you've learned how to do, you can coach and consult on that. Like, so that's the easiest. The next thing I did is I turned it into a service and this happened naturally. So I would go in and do the consultation. I would say, now you're going to buy this raised bed. You're going to do this trellis. You're going to put this right here. And those first four clients, Donald, they just looked at me and they said, well, will you do that for me? <laughs> and I was like, uh, sure. You know, like for me, I was not from that socioeconomic level, right? I was more from a DIY level. Right. And so it honestly shocked me. Like I didn't know there were people in the world who wanted to pay someone to garden for them. And there are. Everyone listening, everything you know how to do, someone in the world would love to we'll pay, pay you, you to, to do, do that. It. Yeah. And so I was like, you want to pay me to play in your yard? Okay, I'm in, right? So I turned it into a service. So that was the first thing. So consultation and coaching, everyone does that first. Then you develop a service around it. And you're going to do the service at first. I did everything first, Donald. Like I built the beds myself. I built the trellises. I planted the plants. Did you just learn how to do that? Did you just watch YouTube videos and go down to Home Depot and get the equipment and just learn how to do it? I learned it with my hands more than YouTube, yeah, like literally okay. just I planted and planted and planted and learned and like it just became second nature to me because I planted so much. And then you're going to do it enough where you can turn it into a system. So I would say all of 2016, most of 2017, I then had it down like I had everything down to a system. This is how I design the beds. This is how I do the plantings. This is my seasons. And then I was ready to hire people to take that job for me. So I first hired off the people who maintain the gardens, people who plant the gardens, people who set up the gardens. And then I had eventually even honed in the consultation that I hired people to become the consultants. So they could take my exact framework and go into a client's yard and be me, right? They could replace me, do that work for me. Yes. So you go from consultation to service. Then as you're doing that, it's going to be a natural process to actually create products, right? So like in the garden, it was just a natural progression to then say, oh, these are our trellises, right? So much stuff in the garden world is so weird. It's like very cheesy and like lots of birds and butterflies yeah. and stuff on gnomes. that. 
And like, can y'all get with the times? Like my clients are like very traditional and modern and this stuff is cheesy, you know? And so I found like a steel worker and I had people start making beds for me and trellises for me and things like that. So then suddenly I started to have products, right? So that'll happen for you too. Like if you're organizing closets or garages, you can create your own boxes and storage systems, you know, so you get to move to a product line from there. And then for me, what I started doing because of social media, I started then turning it into also an education system. So I took my, what I do in the garden, so the setup, the beds, the trellises, the planting system, and I turned that into a course that's called Kitchen Garden Academy. And then I took my business side, so all that I've done in terms of creating my business, I turned that into a certification program. So that's called Gardenary Consultant Certification. So I took basically my entire business model and kind of put it in a box. And then I now and teach other people around the country, even around the world, how to do that. So I now almost have, I've trained almost 900 gardeners <laughs> to do this too. That's incredible. But that to me is the progression. And right along like with the courses, building those online courses, I wrote two books that go, you know, kind of alongside it too. So I think it's like, I would, if I had to group it, I would say like, first, it's getting really, really good by yourself right? And then it's testing it out by yourself with your clients and seeing, am I good enough to not just have success myself, but to then see my success reflected in the people that I, that I work with? And then am I good enough also not just to see my clients get it, but then could I actually pass all this on to other professionals who can do this first for my own business, but then also could do this you know, themselves in other places. And it's really just because I think it goes to that back initial sentence we had of like that addiction to learning. Because if, if you keep trying to learn and get better and better, you're going to keep getting your systems cleaner and tighter. And then it just becomes easier to pass on to other people so they get that same success. But such a value, I think that we miss a lot when we think about starting a business and going for it. For me, and I know for you too, Don, like my highest value in my life is my time. And being a mom of four kids, you know, like I've loved the money that I've gotten to make. I love the, you know, the trips I've gotten to do with my kids and my husband. I love the success of the business and those kinds of things. But what is like so invaluable to me is the fact that I was able to be in charge of my time. All those years when my kids were all preschoolers or elementary school kids, even now I have high schoolers and middle schoolers, it is worth it to put yourself out there and to offer your services and your coaching to other people, if nothing else, but to allow yourself to have time for the people that you care about the most. And um, that's just a huge part of my story is that all my business growth has all happened on a part-time basis. So it's all between the hours when my kids are all at school. And I just, I can't, for any women that are listening, I can't recommend going for it enough to go for your dreams so that dads too, of course, but I have a special place in my heart for the moms, but it's just, it is so worth it. It's going to be embarrassing and your ego is going to get trampled on a little bit, maybe even a lot, but it is worth, it is worth every little moment you put into it because you get so many valuable moments of your time back with the people you care about the most. It's just an incredible story. It really is. And it really did start with just a curiosity, having a little bit of fun, 
getting so excited about something, you want to start sharing about it. Other people saying, will you teach me how? You showing up and doing that. And, you know, it's just a, it's an unbelievable success story, an American success story. And I hope that there are literally thousands of people hearing this who say, I've got to do this. I'm literally the person who goes into people's closets and starts organizing them before it is a boundary issue, right? <laughs> and that they don't realize you could actually get paid to do this. You could get paid to do this. And I love your view on certification because that is such a hang up for so many people. You know, my definition of an expert is somebody who knows more than almost anybody else about a given subject. University system is very important, don't get me wrong, but there isn't a degree on cleaning a closet. Right. There, there isn't, there probably isn't a degree on, on some of the things that you are so interested in. But I think what people don't realize is it just takes a really strong bias toward action. And there are people who need what you have and you don't need a credential in order to give them. You can just coach them. Uh, Nicole, people can find you at Gardenary Co. on Instagram. I know I follow you on Instagram. Where else can they find out about what you offer? Yes. So at Gardenary.com, that's our hub for everything. We have a huge blog. If you want to just learn about gardening, we have our Kitchen Garden Academy list there. We also have a place to apply if you're a gardener listening and you want to apply for our Gardenary certification. That's on our homepage, too. We're on all the socials. So wherever you like to hang out online, we are there. And uh, and then my personal is Nicole John C. Burke, and I'll be posting a lot more actually this fall about, you know, self-employment, starting a business, all that kind of stuff. Nicole Burke with Gardenary. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Donald. It's a dream come true. I appreciate it so much. All right, everybody. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. Today's plan of action is all about taking action. What I want you to do, this is an assignment. This is a homework assignment. If you are listening to my voice, it's a homework assignment. I want you to write down what it is that you are really good at, what your hobby is, what it, what you love, what you know more about than other people. Then I want you to dream up a product. Is it an hour-long consultation for $25? That's how Nicole started. Is it physically something that you're going to make? I want you to dream up a product. Then I want you to sell the product to one person. That's it. I want you to think about what you love doing. I want you to organize that, batch that, if you will, put it into a product and I want you to sell that product to one person. Even if you already have a job, even if you have a career, I want you to just do this because it could be fun. If you don't do it yourself, here's how I'll let you off the hook. Do this with one of your kids. Seriously, do this with one of your kids. You've probably got a high school student who's just really good at soccer. And I would go out in the backyard with that student and I would say, listen, you can go get a job at Chuck E. Cheese. Or you and I could come up with four or five drills that will improve somebody's soccer game. You know, some sort of defensive drill, some sort of scoring drill, some sort of dexterity grill. I don't know. Five or six drills and come up with a product. And the product is going to be uh, one hour a week to a better soccer game. And you're going to sell that. Your son's going to sell that. Your daughter's going to sell that to 12-year-olds. <laughs> That's what. You, and you've got a coach. You've got a product. You've got an income stream. And you have just helped somebody else figure out that they don't need to go work at Chuck E. Cheese for $12 or $15 an hour. They can actually work for $15 or $25 an hour times 20 because that's the number of students that's going to be in that backyard coaching class. You could do the same with piano lessons. You could do the same with tennis lessons. You could do, I mean, on and on and on. You could literally start a running club 
that for $2,500, you run with a group of people to get them ready for a half marathon. And it's a product. What do you love doing? Put it all together, make it a product, come up with a price for that product, and then sell it. If you don't do it for yourself, help somebody else do it. That's the assignment. That is your plan of action. And the reason I don't want to give you any more than that, because everything else will take care of itself. Pretty soon, other people are going to come say, I heard that you're the guy to go to if you want to run a half marathon. Yes, I'm the guy to go to. Uh, I heard that your son teaches soccer in the backyard and that students are coming out and they love soccer. Absolutely. Let me, here, here's my son. Here, you know, here's his phone number, whatever. You're teaching people to take their expertise, leverage that expertise for a, to create a profitable coaching business. I love it. I absolutely love it. Nicole, thank you so much for inspiring us. And uh, I, I hope that hundreds of amateur coaches get started because they listen to this episode. Remember, you listened to Nicole. You heard her story. You said, I'm going to do it myself. And uh, it all started here. All right, folks. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we are obsessed with helping you grow your small business. See you next week.